welcome to another episode of Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, and you probably forgot what I sounded like because there has been nothing to talk about for the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, they've had themselves a bit of a bi-week slash bi-month, but coming together with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka The Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? I'm doing well. Uh... Happy the weekend's over, almost. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, uh, for me, it basically feels like now that all that stuff is over, it's like we can get back to actually talking about some Chicago Red Star stuff. The team has been gone for a while, and we're going to definitely dive into that tonight um, for all our listeners. And a big reason, a big part of why... There's been sort of a, a Red Stars void in your life, uh, in part to the Tournament of Nations that actually just concluded uh, last Thursday. And the United States Women's National Team uh, went head to head with Japan, Australia and Brazil in the second annual Tournament of Nations. And there were five Chicago Red Stars who were named to the Tournament of Nations roster. You had Alyssa Nair, Julie Ertz. Morgan Bryan and Casey Short representing the United States and Sam Kerr representing Australia. And uh, it was a wild tournament and the United States ended up winning. What was your favorite part of this tournament, Claire? Oh, my favorite part of the, the, the tournament of nations obviously has only been happening for two years, but it more way more than she believes feels like a true late, like deep summer tournament in that you just really feel like literally anything can happen. It's a high-scoring tournament, um, unlike She Believes, which is a very low-scoring tournament. So I liked going into every game just feeling like something truly, truly wild. At least one truly wild thing was going to happen per match. And I would say it pretty much lived up to that standard. Believe the hype of Tournament of Nations. I got to agree with you. I also just feel like, um, yeah, even though it was just the second annual sort of, you know, event for for the women's national team well the one that they host because the other one is is she believes cup but um for whatever reason i don't know if it's just the summer vibe or or what just sort of uh they brought the noise this tournament i feel the united states women's national team were just definitely playing with um sort of that confidence i think that we're kind of used to seeing um that maybe some people might have thought leveled off for a period of time there and um it was good to see these Red Stars players sort of get times with all their respective national teams. Uh, Lissa Nair was given all three games in net. Uh, Julie Ertz got uh, all three starts in the midfield. Morgan Bryan got the first two starts, I believe. And Casey Short was uh, basically defensive depth uh, for the most part as far as sort of her role within this tournament and Sam Kerr was doing her thing with Australia and scored, uh, scored a couple goals there for Australia. So I, I thought it, I thought it was good, good stuff. I think it's important that uh, all those players got time um, considering a bunch of other red stars have not seen playing time. <laughs> yeah. I thought that uh, Chicago had a very good showing, not only on the field, but also off of it. It was very fun to, uh, to see the rest of the team, clearly having a lot of time off come out to uh, to that final game in uh, in Bridgeview and primarily support Sam in Australia, which I thought was very cute. Um, but also I thought, yeah, Alyssa Nair is 
clearly the U.S. Women's National Team number one. Uh, Casey Short, I was actually really happy to see. I think Jill Ellis has a very specific and clear plan for her defense, and it really looks like Casey Short is firmly entrenched in that plan, which is very exciting. Despite, you know, maybe she didn't get a ton of minutes, but she has a very specific role, and that is good news for her future on the team. Uh, I thought um, Morgan Bryan uh, played pretty well, especially in the second game that she played in. She's still someone who really is just on a long, both like physical and mental rehab, it feels like, to get back to her her 2015 peak. Um, and who, who am I forgetting? Wait, five. Uh, Sam Kerr, she, but she plays for us. Right, right, right. That's right. <laughs> But I totally agree with you about Morgan Bryan. I, oh, I, I forgot Julie Urge. Julie Urge was great, Julie as Urge. always. That's who it was. I just forgot I'm like, forget her. this. Let's just, like, yeah, she was great. Let's just talk about Sam Kerr. She's amazing. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just to piggyback with what you were talking about, Morgan Bryan, I definitely agree. I think uh, she had a much better uh, second game uh, starting than she maybe did in the first match. But I think a lot of that is just sort of, you know, kicking off that rust as far as national team time i mean there's been a lot of uh, it's it's very evident it's very clear that there's uh this commitment both on the national team level and club level to morgan bryan and sort of getting her back into form and uh i like what we've seen from morgan bryan since she's returned back from europe when you know she had a brief stint out in france with Lyon. so i like the little bit that we've seen from her already with the Red Stars. And I like the little bit that we've seen with her in the national team. I think as she starts to string together some more games, we're going to see more of that Morgan Bryan form that everybody is always so impressed with there. The U S team still has uh, a few friendlies coming up against Chile. And then, you know, you've got your world cup qualifiers, uh, the CONCACAF qualifiers and, um, Chances are she's probably gonna be on that roster. I feel yeah, like, like Morgan Bryan is if, not like droppable right now. We're no, I feel yet. like if you chances there's a pretty good chance if you won a World Cup in 2015 and you're sort of in your 20s, you're probably going to see qualifiers. I, so would you agree with that, Claire? <laughs> would say that I do. Can you believe it? Okay. Can you believe it? Yeah. So um good stuff. I I had the honor and the privilege of covering this tournament for uh, SB Nation's uh, Hot Time in Old Town uh, site, which Claire and I both write for. Um, so I was credentialed through them to cover this game. And Bridgeview was uh, a really, really great vibe. Uh, it was so good to see the turnout, uh, a near sellout for the most part, over 18K in the stadium coming together, making some noise for the United, St- uh, United States women's national team. And... Um, they brought the vibes, and I honestly think that the players sort of uh, picked up off that and played off of all of that energy. They went down a goal early in that final game, uh, off an own goal from center back Tina Davidson. But things quickly got turned around, and they ended up winning the match uh, four to one. And everybody was loud throughout the whole whole match. And shout out to supporters group Chicago Local One Three Four because they were definitely on the ground doing some. They were doing work. work, man. They were they were getting it in, man. It was really I saw on their social media, and and they were just really really out there spreading the wonderful gospel of the Chicago Red Stars. And it was just it was just great to see. And honestly, shout out to the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, 
you know, front offices for the most part, because I, I saw a lot of them at this game, working this game and uh, doing their part as well. They, the Red Stars are coming out with um, a really great promotion. I don't know if you saw Claire, but it, they have this promotion for $10 tickets, like corner kick tickets. I did see that. And, and uh, just, they apparently, I just think that's amazing. They apparently literally put that flyer on every single windshield in the parking lot. And I'm like, damn, that's the way to do it. It's, it's so real. Shout out to Bryn. I see you, Bryn. Like it's, it's really good stuff. And uh, it was just great to sort of see that type of, you know, effort sort of put in for, for the club on, on this sort of national team level. And um, just a, again, just, just a great vibe. And it left me of course uh, with a lot of feelings. I'm sure it left a lot of people out there with a lot of feelings because we've seen um, over the course of 2018, some of the friendlies that the United States women's national team, um, you know, that they played earlier this year and sort of seeing how that sort of fandom isn't exactly transitioning maybe into the club level. I mean, this, this national team has had friendlies in, in Houston. They've had, they've had um, international matches in, in Kansas city. I mean, 25,000 showed up for C Belize cup in sort of the New York Jersey, like metropolitan area. And we all have sort of, for the most part, picked up on what's coming out of Jersey right now for sky blue. So it's like, what's going on with like, you know, the disconnect there. And of course, you know, Chicago ended up becoming part of that narrative just because of the huge, huge crowd that came out to Bridgeview. Um, to support the national team. So hopefully um, all that hard work and all the effort uh, on the side of the supporter group and the front office sort of pays off and they get maybe a nice little bounce um, for that second, now second to last home game, which we're going to talk about right now. Shout out to Tournament of Nations. It was fun. It was real. Check out all our content. Um, again, hot time in oldtown.com. There's a recap for you all there to check and see it's chicago red stars uh focus. yeah yeah and and, and sam, I, I sam curse has some good stuff about chicago and how much she loves it and we always love when players talk about how much they love chicago and julie uh, julia she scored and she talked about her goal and uh head coach joe ellis uh had some things to say about casey mm-hmm. short and and her performance and if you want to read up on all those quotes and stuff, go check out. Yeah, I mean, the, I just want to one final thing I want to say about Tournament of Nations is it definitely felt like it feels like both in person and online that we are that like the noise is rising and it to hit the peak in 2019, the, the World Cup in 2019. Like we are now in the part of the cycle where the men's World Cup is over People are really starting to focus in on what's happening with the U.S. women's national team, which is exciting, but it's also going to, there's definitely going to be some very frustrating dichotomy there between the people who are getting back on board right now and the people who have been focusing on this for the last four years. So uh, shout out to Sandra for uh, doing work and yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting year, I think, uh, moving forward with uh, the national team. That me. Thanks, girl. Thanks for shouting me out on Shout the Shout you out show. right to your face. I appreciate that. That's love. Way to cape for me. That's why we do this. Chicago Red Stars, totally impacted by Tournament of Nations. Let's talk about that. Dead in the middle of this tournament, the Chicago Red Stars had 
a match that they were supposed to play against Sky Blue FC, and it was supposed to take place on July 28th, which was uh, that Saturday, I believe, following the very first match that took place for Tournament of Nations. And uh, that match was canceled and then rescheduled to a later date that match has now been rescheduled for September 4th and not going to front definitely more feelings and more thoughts. And I know that Claire, you've got them. So I'm going to allow you to kick this off because, Oh man, it, how, how many ways does this suck? Claire, let's just, all right. I can lay it out on like multiple levels because the more, I think about this, the more it really bothers me. Um, One being obviously the fact that it was sky blue, which has been documented on record as not being really organized when they travel. And I understand that weather is a thing, but um, that particular team not being able to make it over is particularly frustrating because you wonder if maybe there were better ways they could have planned travel to make that happen. Um, The second thing (laughs) that bothers me about it is it means that Chicago, who was finally going to be head-to-head level with the rest of the league um, in games played, now still has a game in hand until the last week of the season. So it's hard to even make predictions to fully understand that point break breakdown. And then second, thirdly, not secondly, thirdly, I have three things. Chicago's schedule this year has been awful. It's been really awful. They were super front loaded at the beginning of the season uh, with a lot of midweek games. They were supposed to even that out with a little bit of time off. And then the one game played during the quote unquote international break, that game doesn't happen. Now we're back to having more, midweek games which is what we were trying to avoid in the first place and it also sticks this sky blue game which result aside should have been done and dusted in the middle of a really really hard stretch this this road trip that they're doing for the next four games which is or sorry after north carolina three games after that uh is very tough and it to me seems like it makes an already difficult end of the season even harder. And I just wonder if it could have been avoided. All right. That's my rant. I mean, we're not done yet, homie. Trust. Um, I mean, it's, it was, it's not a fun feeling. It's not a good feeling. I, I will also say, cause you said, Thirdly, so there was about three three points there. I'm just gonna add on. Yeah. Let's just hack on to this to this list that you've kicked off here. I'm gonna add a fourth, right? Uh, with Chicago not playing this game, it's just they they have not played a game in infinity. When years they play North now. Carolina on Friday, right. it will have been 27. But 27 days. That's like that's insane, and that's not counting again the the five typically sort of starterish players for the rest of us who just got done playing an international tournament. But, oh, I don't know, for the other 80% of the roster or so, they haven't had, uh, you know, some match days under their belts for Yesterday a while. they literally went so brewing in Indiana. That's where we're at. 
I mean, they. I mean, look, I mean, low key, they deserve it. it. Absolutely. So, so get <laughs> so get it in, yeah. Chicago Red Stars. Like get it in, Indiana. Indiana's, Indiana's if you've a cool got state, a boat man. down a river. A Indiana's not a bad place to do it. It's not a. It's not a bad place to yeah. to live that river life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, it's decent. It's decent. They just started selling liquor again Sundays, on, which is probably helpful. Sundays. So. So that's a uh, that's righteous, you know. But I mean, Jesus, you're not playing it forever, and you're just like, well, I might as well. I have this time. I might as well use it. Could bring yep. in Indiana, but that's that. Twenty seven days is a long time, and I, I would say fifth for for me. And I, I feel like maybe this gets lost or might have gotten lost um, a little bit in the thing. But but fifth for me was when this game was going to take place again, it was going to be on the 28th, right in, in the middle smack dab in the middle of the tournament in nations. So because of the national team players who were reporting for national team duty, the NWSL started a thing called national team replacement player contracts. And there were five players, excuse me, four players who were going to be, no, yeah, five. It was five. Jeez, that's how many it was. Yeah, it's gonna be five players who were gonna be given the opportunity to basically. Joanna Boyles was really just about some, to make her debut. And get dude. some minutes. Dude, Joanna Boyles was gonna <laughs> fuck some shit up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna put it out there. I don't care. I do not care. So shout out to Megan Buckingham, Joanna Boyles, Zoe. Gorlowski, Brian Terrell, and you know, Aaron Yenny, who actually has already seen time with the first team for the Chicago Red Stars. She was there in the in the beginning for the first couple weeks. And she nearly got herself a goal in that very first Houston Dash game and was officially welcomed to the Red Stars by hitting the crossbar. So she has seen some time with 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 the senior um Red Stars team already, but for the other four players they, you know, haven't. And uh, I mean, we kind of got robbed of, you know, another start for uh, for Emily Boyd, you know, like I would have loved to have to have seen that. And we probably will, though, again, because, again, the, the friendly got rescheduled for September 4th. Right. So there's a there's a chance that we're going to potentially see these players again, because there's a couple friendlies coming up again against yeah theoretically so theoretically um actually i mean now that you say this yeah theoretically it should be the same roster except sam kerr might still be available because as of right now australia doesn't have any friendly scheduled for that span but then that also sucks because that means one of those five players that you just listed is not going to be available so there was someone who now is not going to get to be on the bench or play that game at all further rounding out our five to six point our list of why this sucks so much <laughs> our list of grievances list them out there festivus <laughs> came early today but yeah it's just just you know it's gonna be real come august 10th honestly it's gonna be real 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 for the red stars because again talking about that by month and that 27 day layoff because they're going to face the North Carolina courage coming up this Friday on August 10th league leading now officially shield winning North Carolina courage. I do not want to disrespect them. Also ICC cup champions again, do not want to disrespect them, but 
that's coming up on on August 10th. And that is a hell of a way to sort of kick off your sort of playoff push like so many other teams are doing in the NWSL right now. But uh, the Red Stars, as far as the schedule, as you've already pointed out, they now are looking at sort of six games down the stretch versus the five that they would have had. And it's not an easy schedule coming up for the Red Stars. How are you feeling about yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit about how when we're looking at this playoff race, and this is another thing where you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but um, theoretically, and I just feel like I'm not really being all that you know out there when I say had Chicago played that sky blue game and won it, they would be sitting, I believe in third right now, even with that bye weekend. And, um, the vibe would be different. So right now they're in fifth and they're about to play this game against North Carolina. And you almost have to assume that they're going to lose that game. I'm not saying they can't tie or win it, but just, you know, history, demands that uh that you maybe assume that that one they're not walking away with any points from that perspective if you're in third okay you take it you move on you're in fifth when that happens and the teams ahead of you get some points uh from that weekend things get a lot harder and that means when they go to uh i forget in what order but when they go to portland orlando and seattle the next three weeks um they have to win probably at least two of those games and it has to be against the right people. And, uh, that's really tough. That's an, that's like an additional, it, it is, it's not easy. Like yeah. looking at it on paper, and it's an additional it's, mental it's thing too, because if you're trying to really think, take these games one game at a time, but you have specific games that you really have to win versus others, uh, that can weigh on you a little bit and you can kind of lose sight of maybe what's right in front of you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just very quickly to look ahead, it's going to be North Carolina for this August 10th game coming up. Then it's going to be on the road for a midweek game um, against Seattle, rain in Seattle. Then uh, they're going to go on the road to Portland for that following Saturday. Um, play against the Thorns. Then they head over August 25th to Orlando to face Orlando Pride. And then they should have ended their season on a final game with the Utah Royals in Salt Lake City. But then they will, you know, well, actually it's going to be, no, it's it's going to be Sky yep. Blue before that Royals game. So it's going to be September 4th. It's going to be Pride, then Sky Blue FC in that September 4th window. And then they will end out things in Salt Lake City against the Utah Royals. So it's uh, it's looking intimidating, and it makes maybe people feel some kind of way, maybe on paper. But I got to say... I think the Red Stars can you know, beat literally all of these they teams. They can, dude. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Because at the same time, it's like, oh, let's talk about how much, like... You know, things have sort of like all these outside factors that have sort of impacted the Red Stars to date in this season. But on the other hand, it's like, you know what? You know, who can kind of go on a tear right right now. Probably the Red Stars. And I feel like. I feel like they have an opportunity to go out there and maybe 
smack a couple people in the mouth and let yeah, them know and I'm who not they saying are. they're like, going like, kind of like yeah, right. like I, I like I see yeah. you talking I see yeah, you talking like I'm, just I'm not shut they're up. going shut to up. beat all of these teams but I think on any given day they can and um I think that uh we still haven't seen exactly what this team can do yet and also this is uncharted territory in that I feel like they are actually better right now than they have been all season, which has not been the story of their seasons in the past couple of years. So Mm -hmm. in a way I am very excited to watch them really try to figure this out while also understanding that it's a very difficult thing that they're being asked to do. I am too. And I just feel like I'm in agreement with you that I think they're well suited moving forward. I think if anything, this season to date has sort of shown us that the Red Stars have constantly had to hit the restart button and they've constantly had to reset and hit that restart button on their 2018 season. And they've sort of gotten through things to this point. And I think there's a worse position for them to be in other than sort of controlling your own destiny and your own fate. I think that's sort of the best place where they can sort of find themselves right now. And I think it's, you know, the large amount of time that the majority of players have had off and the really big tournament that the other five, you know, starters had for Tournament of Nations, I think is maybe going to provide us with, at the very least, an entertaining game coming up this Friday against the courage and we're gonna preview that really quickly before we exit out on this episode claire do you have any predictions for this game going in i know they haven't played in a long time and we haven't seen the rest stars playing like a month so it's like what can we predict but do you have like just want to throw a crazy prediction out there um and this is the thing where (laughs) i don't it's really hard for even me to even imagine like what a Red Stars game like looks like right now because it's been so long since we've seen one. But um, at least for North Carolina, I would say the last game that they just played against the Thorns, that feels right to me in a way that they had a lot of shots, but they only scored two. And I think Chicago is another team where they could really have a lot of chances, but maybe only score a couple of them. And so the question is whether or not Chicago can match that if they end up in a shootout. So I keep coming to this scoreline, but this has just like kind of been the NWSL this year, but I think it could be like a two, two, three, two sort of a situation. So you're expecting some goals. I am. I don't think you can stop the courage from scoring them. I just don't. No, you're right. But the courage can definitely stop themselves. This is true. (laughs) And so can Alyssa Nair. Very true. You know, um, there she's got two games against them, and there's a game with not a lot of goals, yeah. and there's a game with quite a few goals. Yeah, this so is very, very true. It's, I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a game. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the best. Giving, that's the best. I think that is the best prediction you could just possibly make, which is it's gonna be a game. Yes, and I am here with all of your professional takes. <laughs> Always 100, 100%. It's going to be a soccer game. A game of soccer on will take Friday place on the 10th. <laughs> in Bridgeview, Illinois. I'm, uh, I'm feeling your vibe of all the goals, uh, but I feel like 
I don't know. I might go a little opposite and say maybe it might be a one zero or like a two one. Oh, if I it is, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Maybe I just hope it's that it's gonna, not because look, look, everybody out there who's listening, <laughs> if you don't know, so you know, the playoffs have already started. They really have. They are happening. It's they so are true. happening right now. Yeah. They are happening right now. We got a little bit of a taste of it already this past weekend on Sunday yesterday when everyone else and their mother was playing except the Red Stars um Portland faced off against Carolina New Jersey is coming to ruin some people's lives Sandra, you should they... write the league's copy that's amazing the playoffs start right now there's they started already yeah. y'all and um it's the New Jersey was out there just like spoiling things left and right for the Orlando pride, you know, poor Alex Morgan. She thought she was going to get a rest. And there she was having to go in a game. She was needed. She was needed, you know, and uh, there was just a lot of fun stuff uh, going on. So they have the playoffs started already, honestly. So round one was this weekend. I think round two is going to be next weekend and so on and so on and so forth until ultimately there's just four teams in a battle royale format to, to, to just like go in and, and do some damage so if anything we're just gonna be in locked in for i think some pretty exciting soccer down the stretch and hopefully the red stars have a huge huge part in that and i think that they can coming out you know on this match against courage on friday so hopefully let's hope for the best um i think if they can at least get a draw out of this game they're still going to be sitting pretty i agree that would be amazing i would yeah love that same z's Claire, I want you to plug yourself and all your fine work before we exit the show. Where can the people find you and all your good work? Yes, you can find me at Hot Time in Old Town, where I write such scintillating work as uh, like why there should be an MWSL All-Star game uh, and whatnot. And uh, you can also find me at The Equalizer, uh, just you know, doing work over there. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Scout. Ripley. Uh, That is also the name of my band. Uh, We have a show coming up in September in Chicago. So if you live in the uh, Chicago area and want something to do on a Sunday night in Wicker Park, uh, come hang out. Support your favorite local Chicago band, Scott Ripley. Even if you can't, you should just find Scott Ripley and drink with them. That's what I do when I can't make it, turns out. When I can't make it to Scott Ripley and Claire Watkins and their shows, I just say, hey, Claire, let's just hang out and go get us a drink. And sometimes we do that on a terrible weekend. Yeah. Like Lollapalooza weekend. In River North. It was the worst idea in the world. And we knew it was not a good idea, but... We did it, and it was Saturday. I mean, it's a Saturday summer night in Chicago, and there's nothing better in the it's world true. than a it's true. Saturday summer night And uh, in you know Chicago. what? When we couldn't fit onto, like, three consecutive buses, you know what we did? We <laughs> went to the bar and That's right. We just out. drank and waited it out. Yeah. After I yelled <laughs> a lot at, at Lala tourists who don't know proper public transport etiquette, I got a little angry online as one tends to do when they are online. And uh, I yelled and I said, people need to move. This is not how this works. Okay, you're going to ignore me. That's cool. Thank God Claire was there because I like to fight. No, just kidding. But <laughs> I it, it, I will not be mad once, you know, now that Lala Palooza is over and the buses have cleared out a little bit. But um, yeah, busy, busy 
summer in Chicago for sure. And hopefully some of these people go to Red Stars games and then I can write about it, which you can find out and like read about at also hottimeinotown.com. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to continue to follow and support the Southside Trap podcast, you can also do that on Twitter at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, Southside Trap Pod. And then you can also check us out on Podbean at Southside Trap Podcast. And you can also follow us and listen along to us on iTunes at Southside Trap Podcast. So hit that like, maybe hit that subscribe, maybe leave us a nice message, talk about how awesome Chicago is, because it is. We will agree with you all the time. And uh, hopefully we'll be back here next week talking about a Red Stars win. Thanks for hanging out, y'all. We missed you.